At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. What's up, y'all? This is Nina Perez, and this is Straight Talk, No Sugar Added. And I know that you are here to listen to the best humans on the planet to grow, challenge, and transform your thinking. Let's do this. And I found someone, I just like adore this woman. I have been watching everything she's putting out. I'm following her on Instagram. She's going to be like blocking me soon. I'm going to be getting a little bit stalkish now. So Lisa, this is Lisa Johnson and she is a high conflict divorce coach, a state certified um, domestic violence advocate and is the co-founder of Been There, Got Out, which I highly recommend you guys follow, which is uh, she offers expert strategic guidance to people in high conflict relationships relationships, divorce, and custody battles so that they have the best chance of a positive outcome in court and beyond. Now, the reason I really uh, just love everything about you, well, first of all, Lisa, you have a fantastic energy. Um, and you also, you just bring a lot of great knowledge and awareness. And that's something that we need. I mean, we need this, right? I, I was a, I'm a survivor of domestic violence as well. And I was young, I was younger, and it was you know, we're talking about like the 80s and 90s. There was nothing teaching us anything about core or conflict or any of that. So I'm really glad you're here. How are you today? I'm good. I'm great. I can't wait to start talking. Yeah, I can't wait either. Okay, so tell us a little bit about you and then we're just going to go ahead from there. Uh, well, I mean, I'm a chat. I like to chat a lot. Good. So you <laughs> down that question, just like what I do professionally, personally, yeah, like just tell us a little bit about yourself. Like, you know, uh, who is Lisa? That's oh my a little God. Question. Little uh, question. This, this is a big question. I mean, <laughs> I'm a New Yorker, like you said, with my job, I'm, I'm a workaholic. So my job and my personal life blend together. Mm. Um, my background was as a high school English teacher, and I'm also a professional writer. I had a book come out about backpacking through Europe as a rite of passage oh, cool. like 20 years ago. And now um, my second book is coming out with my partner, Chris, called Been There, Got Out, Toxic Relationships, High Conflict Divorce, and How to Stay Sane Under Insane Circumstances. So, so, so I'm good. really excited about that. Um, you know, being like a high school English teacher, I love my job. But when I had my first child, I thought, 
I can't balance both because I was, you know, I would think about my students so much and I thought, how can I love my child and my students at the same time? So I took a break from that. I have another business in online luxury fashion sale. Um, I love to travel. I mean, there's, there's so many things. I love That's treasure awesome. hunting I love and that. I love art and, you know, is like a, the latest uh, passion project, which is now a full-time career. So we're really thrilled wow. that this is, this has become something. And we always say at the beginning of every call we do is like, we have all this wisdom and knowledge and experience that we never wanted, but now we can finally do something with it. And I feel like Chris and I were made for this job. So that's fantastic. You know, I, I really love that um, this passion project has become a full-time job because I'm sure that when you started it, because it was a passion of yours, there's a reason for that, right? Every, all of us, like you said, you know, our conflicts and things like that in our lives, you know, cause this reaction and stuff in our lives. And I realized that, um, when we start like this, this podcast for me and coaching women and stuff also was a passion thing. I wasn't professionally doing it and it became one because the need is there, Lisa, the need is there, right? So tell me a little bit about why this became a passion project. If we can touch a little bit on what you've gone through a bit, I would love to get into that. Yeah, sure. So what you, you mentioned in the beginning, like I'm about the same age as you. I think I'm a year older than you, but I just learned. So I grew up at the same time. I had no idea what narcissism was, what domestic abuse really was, other than like physically battered women. So I was in a relationship. I was married for 18 years in a relationship for 20 with someone a few years older, seven years older than me thought it was, you know, we, we barely fought, thought it was peaceful. People looked at us as like this wonderful couple. And I thought I'd be the last person getting divorced. And then of course, that's a whole other longer story. And I ended up uh, not only getting divorced, but it being this horrible, long, painful process. Mm. It took a year and a hundred thousand dollars. I, at the beginning, I was like, I can't get divorced because I don't even have $10,000, which is what people right. told me it would cost. And it went on for so long. And what happened with him and the kids was completely unexpected. So it didn't start out as a passion project. It started out as a tremendously um, painful life experience. And then um, I've been in court since that time. So I've been in court now for eight years. I've had over 90 something court appearances just in the last five. That doesn't include the divorce. And so um, how, I mean, been there, got out was sort of happening as I was going through the court process and the divorce, but with the legal stuff, which I also had never heard of the term legal abuse. And I feel like we're the ones who really started getting it out there a couple of years mm -hmm, ago. Mm -hmm. I thought nobody's, nobody's situation is like mine. Like my divorce is great. Like the fact that we're still in court. I mean, this is ridiculous post judgment, right. you know, once it's over still going back this many times just to get someone who's the father of our children to adhere to basic court orders. I mean, it was, it was unbelievable. So um, I was thinking I need help for myself just to function. I mean, I can't, yeah. and there's nothing out there that dealt with what I now know is litigation abuse or legal abuse. And so in April of uh, 2021, um, Chris and I were in Costa Rica and I just was like this epiphany. I mean, I'd been kind of thinking about it, but I was like, you know what? We got to do something with legal abuse. I'm going to start a support group. My background is as an educator and I'm used to running businesses and managing people. So I knew I could bring my educational background into it. And I knew I knew how to run a group. So, um, we started it and within a week we had, you know, people from all, all over the world wow. that 
And then Chris got his uh, certification as a high conflict divorce uh, divorce coach a couple months later. And then at the end of the summer or end of July last year, we were like, you know what, we're going to do individual coaching and focus on legal abuse since that's our specialty, mine in particular. And it's just taken off since there. And I, I feel like the educational background, like being out of teaching from having my first son and then wanting to go back to teaching, I couldn't because these past few years I was in court all the time. So I'd go wow. on interview and it was like, I, I don't know when I'm going to have to take off work. So that turned off. Then COVID happened. And then we actually were doing this business thing um, that we learned how to do Zoom well before everyone else did. So when we started the individual coaching um, as like a fancy professional thing, we'd been doing it privately. But when we were like really launched it on social media, it was like we already were ahead because we knew how to use Zoom and, and we were able to attract people from all over the world. Whereas if COVID hadn't happened, we might have been just hanging around like Stanford Courthouse. So right, right, amazing to learn that um, people all over the world, even though the laws are different, it's the same issues wow. regarding coercive control. I mean, we have clients in Europe, Australia, you know, Canada, wow. all across America. We've been taken to Barbados and trained attorneys and domestic violence advocates there. So in just a short period of time, it's like. Wow. wow. I mean, it's like I'm it's awful that this happened, but I'm thrilled that it has because yeah, that pain brought me this amazing career and this amazing new love life and all kinds of stuff. But like I said, yeah. I like that, Nina. So you you gotta control. Yeah, no, no, no. I'm just yeah. thinking like like that kind of blew my mind a little bit because when when you were talking about it being all over the world, I'm like, I never thought of that. I really thought that it was going to be more of a, a local advocacy, right? Something no. that you do more locally. I just I just didn't even think of that. But you're right. I mean, humans are humans all over the planet, of course, right? But uh, the le the legalities of it, I didn't think of how that could be very similar. Um, I have a friend of mine who um, lives in Europe and is going through something very similar um with um you know a divorce that's taking forever right and then they mm -hmm. finally got divorced and they're still in court all the time because that's the kids. my life and that's all like, yeah i mean i never heard the term legal abuse though mm -hmm. um i felt that way when that was happening to me um you know the lawyer could barely even like look at me to to talk to me about what he needed to talk to me about it was just almost like i was a nuisance right um but and i felt terrible i felt terrible about that but uh i never thought of it as legal abuse i'm just like well maybe because he's a lawyer i'm not i don't really know what i'm doing you know what i'm saying so uh, but legal abuse is tell me a little bit about that like what does that really mean for those of us who never heard of that and um you know how do you how do you get a grip on that? Like, how do you start handling that? Okay, great question. I'm like scribbling all this stuff I want to say. So, um, okay, so legal abuse is also known as litigation abuse and um, or stalking through the courts, paper abuse, judicial terrorism. Mm -hmm. It's basically um, when, when you're in one of these difficult or abusive or toxic relationships, that person has day-to-day -day contact with you. So they can do whatever, we call it coercive control. They can financially take advantage of you, you know, hide assets, make you have an allowance. They can sexually abuse you emotionally, verbally, physically, like all isolate you, all those things. But once you're out of that relationship physically, they're limited. 
So we, Chris and I always say there's three things, three avenues that they're, they're limited to at this point. Your children, if you have children together, because, you know, they use the kids as pawn to, to hurt you. Mm -hmm. um, money, which is part of legal abuse, is dragging you through um, the third thing, which is the courts. So they basically use the courts as a stage to continue the abuse. And because you're still either trying to get them to comply oh, with court orders or they are doing mm -hmm. what's called vexatious litigation, where they are constantly filing motions against you, threatening to take your children away, um, calling you an unfit parent, you know, all kinds of stuff. It's like you're stuck in the court system, mm -hmm. leading money. And you feel like you're sometimes it's what's called post-separation abuse. It's worse once you get out of the relationship yeah. and you're dealing with courts because now it's in somebody else's hands. And then mm -hmm. we have what's called the feeding frenzy. I, I mean, I, I always make up these terms, the feeding frenzy, of like these piranha who, because divorce is a tremendous money-making industry, suddenly when people sniff that a couple has money, it's like, oh, you know what? We need to do a psych evaluation. Yeah cost $23,000. And you know what? It actually doesn't impact custody that much, if at all, from what we've learned from interviewing loads of experts on the topic. We need to do a custody evaluation. That could take thousands and thousands more dollars. Wow. I mean, um, guardian ad litem, attorney for the child. Uh, gosh, I can't even remember some of the terms people use. Somebody to manage your money for you while you're going through this so you can't have there's just all these money making machines, right? Huh? It is. And so we always say at the beginning of every legal abuse support group, your ex's goal is to wear you down and to bleed you dry financially. And the courts are assisting, unfortunately, in this process because it's not something that ends soon. We're all on the court's calendars. COVID slowed everything down. Mm -hmm. So and 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 they, you know, it's hard for our people to understand that you are really a business transaction. The court's job is not to have sympathy for you. They're to get you in there and out of there as quickly as possible. They're limited. They deal with money issues and custody, like visitations, yeah. time and money. That's it. So people go in with these expectations that they're going to be validated and people are going to understand and someone's going to be punished and it doesn't happen. And instead, they're blindsided by these bullying tactics by opposing counsel right. that they're not prepared for huge amounts of money that they're just like, I mean, they're basically, we often say they come out of a, a toxic relationship cycle where they've given their authority to this partner for however long. And then they come out and they're like, okay, somebody has to save my life. So I'm going to throw a huge amount of money at an attorney and say, just save me. And so that's where Chris and I, you know, been there, mm -hmm. we step in and say, no, 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 we got to like make you from a puddle into a ninja. Like we have to right. put you back together again because you need to have what's called strategic oversight. This is your life. Nobody cares about this as much as you and nobody knows your situation as well as you do. So we help empower our clients to start learning like the things that they can do themselves to start running their case like a business and deciding what resources do they need. Not everything so is good. tons of money, but it's not free. Like it's not a process you can do for free at all. We always recommend for a divorce, like you should have an attorney because that's the basis of the, your case. You need a solid foundation because when you're back in court again, you need that solid foundation to keep going back to. And that's why I, I think I've done so well um, at representing, I don't know if I mentioned, I've been representing myself for five years and I've won on the oh. appellate level as well as the trial court level because my attorney was so good and prepared me very well and said at the end of our year long uh, best friendship. He's like, you're going to be back here. 
you can't afford me. So I want to teach you how to start building your That's case. Good. That's yeah, a good lawyer. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. And he told me how to do it. And I went on my own. He's like, if you need me, call me and I'll get a paralegal or somebody to help you. But um, I've been doing it on my own. I had little assistance here and there, but basically yeah. on my own, it's, it's, it's hard to navigate. Yeah, yeah that's how it, it is. I mean, that's why it's so important for people to have uh, the right support. And so, but yeah. the legal system, most people are like, I've never done this before. Of course you have it. Like right. nobody has, but right. when you have resources out there who have and who have lived through it and learned so much along the way, it's really important that you find those resources and start figuring out what you can do because a lot of social media will present, um, family court as this broken system, which it is, and how, you know, there's a sense of like uh, victimology, like I'm stuck and everybody's against me and it's so corrupt. To a certain extent, it is really hard, but there's so much that you can do to empower yourself. And that's, that's again, good. where my educational background comes in is, so I taught uh, writing, that was my specialty, and I love teaching the art of persuasive writing. And so we we focus a lot on the art of persuasion in writing as well as speaking when we train our clients, whether they have an attorney or, or not. The goal is I got to persuade these third parties to believe me over right. this mostly manipulative con artist who is a pathological liar who presents right. very well in court. Yeah, and we're, the other the victims are like a mess because they're like, oh my gosh, it's my kids and my life, and what's so we got to like get them out of that puddle state and turn them, like I said, into a ninja. Yeah. Oh man, that is so good. I mean, the way you're helping people is a powerful tool because this is a lifelong thing, and you know, one of I, I always wondered about this too, like the the abuse of somebody constantly taking you back to court, constantly, constantly, constantly. Like at some point you're even looking at, and you're right. They're not there to be sympathetic. They're not there for that. Right. It was, it was part of you just looks at them and go, <laughs> you know, like, right. <laughs> Why are we back here again? I, know. I mean, when do you guys start to step in and say, okay, now you're being abusive. You know? I know. I know. I know. <laughs> It's, hard. it's unreal. It's hard. Yeah. It's unreal. Yeah, it's, like, and how many unreal. times do they give these abusive people chances? Right. I actually spoke to the head of the Judiciary Committee in Connecticut, um, Matt Blumenthal. His father is uh, Senator Richard Blumenthal, United States Senator. And I was like, why doesn't Connecticut have deadlines for court orders? And he's like, because most people obey the law. I said, I understand that, but there's, you know, five to 10% of us, which is a large number. We have people who don't, and we're the ones who need those deadlines and consequences because you're basically emboldening right. someone when you do not issue yeah. penalties and deadlines and consequences, and they blow through court orders and nothing happens and they get counts of contempt again and nothing happens. Like you're teaching people to abuse the system. It's like, why do we have laws if they're broken and nothing happens? Because in right. criminal court, there's consequences. In civil court, there's consequences. In family court, you're waiting and you're coming back again and again, paying a lawyer to sit there while somebody else yeah. doesn't show up and then you're still footing the bill. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. so unfair. And so learning how to deal with yeah. that is a big part of what we do. And having what we call the harsh New York reality check is like realistic expectations. People will call and be like, I'm almost done. We just have to do this, this. And we're like, you're, you're not almost done. <laughs> like, <laughs> not at all. Like bubble <laughs> in, you know, like this is going to be a ride for a while. Right, and so right. we teach you like how to still have this amazing life instead of thinking, oh, well, when it's over, then I can yeah. move on. You can't. you can't. I mean, good, eight years 
But in yeah. these eight years, I found this amazing career. Like I said, like the love of my life and all kinds of other wonderful things because you can't just put your life on hold. And right. we often say like, think of everything that person's already stolen from you in the past. Yep. This is your life yep. right now. I mean, yes, a lot of people are in survival mode, but the more support you get, this, the, it sounds so trite. Everyone says, oh, well, you know, you're not alone. Well, you have to feel like you're not alone and then you can yeah. start relaxing and figuring out what to do. And once you have strategies and things that, you know, action things you can do, it, it feels better than just sitting there awfulizing, thinking, what if yeah. this happens and what if that happens? I mean, everybody and dies. Yeah, and I awfulize too. Yeah, but the, 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 the real thing is, is that, uh, you know, a narcissistic, abusive personality doesn't get exhausted. They don't get tired. Right. In right. fact, they thrive off your energy. The more energy you have giving them the hate, the anger, your angst, your anxiety, your depression, all of that, the more they're thriving. Right. right. This is like a fun, this is fun for them. If they well, can, think about it, know. court is a stage. So they yeah. have a whole new audience that they yep. can keep going back for. And it gives it, it makes them feel even more powerful when they mm -hmm. get away with manipulating judges, when they mm -hmm. get away with false allegations on paper that is submitted and someone actually starts believing them. And that's why it's so important to hang in there and keep going back and setting the record straight. And it takes time and a lot of tenacity. And it is exhausting. And that's why we feel like we, you know, it's so important to have this community of people supporting each other. Like I said, we have the Sunday legal abuse support group. That's a private Zoom meeting. But on our Instagram feed in general, I feel like I've replicated my classroom where people, you know, I'll put posts up twice a day on average and people comment all the time and they've made yeah. friends with each other and they, they really do help each other out. No, no, it's a great, it is really great. Like I go on your Instagram as well, but you post really powerful things. You're very straight into the point. Like this is, you know, a, a, you, I think the one of the last posts that you were talking about was um, how, how um, an abusive person um, will abuse you just to know that you love them or something like that. That's Matt Pfeiffer from Matt Fe Matthew Pfeiffer um, coaching. Yeah, he's excellent. So he said, um, he gave the line, I love pissing you off because then yeah. I know you still love me. I, yeah. that was awesome. That was powerful. Yeah. Yeah. But it may, it really just puts things in, in perspective, right? Like these people do, uh, narcissistic people, um, don't really want to let go. It is, it is, you, it's something within them. Like they just, they are built to, you know, it's all about them. So how dare you? try to let go. Right. Um, so it's a, it's a really thing. What I love about what you're doing, Lisa, though, is that you're not just telling people, okay, this is ABC, but I love that you said you're not alone because I think, no, I know that that was, that would have been something I would have loved to have known when I was going through it. Right. Mm -hmm. Because yeah. I felt so very alone. Right. right. And when you're alone like that and you're still trying to take care of your kids and you're still trying to work full time jobs and you're still trying to manage your life, it is an extreme amount of stress, then depression and anxiety and all of that that comes into play. So I love that you're taking this uh, approach with um, with helping with the coaching aspect as well, because that is a powerful tool to help people kind of like move themselves along, move themselves forward. You know, yeah, um, that's powerful um so when somebody comes to you because this sounds like to me a journey a long journey right mm -hmm. so lisa how do you deal with that like are you with your clients 
um, for, for the long haul? Are you with them just giving them the tools? And then uh, how, how are you dealing with that aspect? So it depends like where they're at. So I, we, and like I said, I always come up with these labels. So we have people that we call our babies that are just at the beginning of the process. Some of them have been in it for like three years by the time they get to us. And they're like, yeah, I filed and I'm still waiting for blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, oh, you're still wow. a baby. I know it feels like it's been a while, but so they, you know, we, we help them at the beginning, the babies, like how to choose the right attorney, uh, what to expect from that relationship. We do, um, we do this series with a Canadian attorney called the client as a consumer. And so we, we help people like at the beginning to build that strong foundation, like the things you really need to know, because none of us knew it at the beginning. And of course we've learned along the way. Then of course, everybody else is in the middle. Um, they're just, <laughs> that can take forever. And then they become grizzled veterans. That's the term for people like me. And some of our clients are 13 years in the process. So we have, again, people that are in the legal wow. system. It really depends on what people need. But a number of our clients are also done with the divorce. We're done with the separation. And they're dealing with the co-parenting issues where they're, we're trying to keep them out yeah. of court. So we focus a lot. Like I said, my background is as a writer. So we focus a lot on doing what we call strategic communication with their ex, which is basically presenting as being the best co-parent ever with the eye on that or the, the, the um, impression that whatever I'm writing, a judge could see it someday as part of an exhibit. So oh, it's good. almost like you're building a and like what my lawyer did for me years before I had to go back to court. He's like, you want to start establishing a pattern of behavior. Like in my particular case, my he's like, your ex is never going to comply. And my son was going to start college a couple of years later. So he said, I want you to write to your ex and I want you to include him in the process. And I said, why? He doesn't respond to anything. He goes, no, because that's what you're going to need. And so that's what I did. So I kept smart. writing to him every Very single smart. thing. And then when I went back to court for the educational support order, which means the money of who's going to pay what for college. And he tried to say, well, she just made decisions without me. I was able to say, well, your honor, here's 27 emails that I've sent in the last 15 months. And she took it as an exhibit was like, okay. And that influenced her judgment. And I really oh, did get excellent. Good. That course. was smart. Oh, yeah. wow. So, what a great thing to let you know. Yeah. So that's of part of it is like, um, knowing that these people, like you said, they don't stop. Mm -hmm. And so you're always building your case and it doesn't have to take like all your time, but it's always realizing you're under what we call the court's microscope that whatever you do could come back. It could be twisted. The flip could, the script could be flipped. So we want to make sure our clients are always communicating properly. And I'm not just talking right. about brief, informative, friendly, and factual. There's like a, a special technique where it also helps turn the power dynamic around. Like we have this client in particular. Um, well, we have a number of clients whose exes are very powerful and some of them are famous. And so they feel like, well, this person's such a business person. I could never, you know, they, their skills in negotiation are much better than mine. And I'm just a stay at home parent. And we're like, no, 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 because and we teach them how to start um, almost like negotiation, negotiating privately and ways to manipulate the person because they know them best. Like I said, ways to get leverage, kind of calling them out. It's, it's too intricate to explain, but there's stuff that yeah. we use and, and what we teach to to turn that power dynamic around again, even when people are out of court, but always like if I go back, my case is really, really tight and I'm ready. Mm -hmm. I'm ready to go.
Yeah. You at least feel more prepared. Like you really yeah. do. Like, you know, I wouldn't have thought about, you know, like the, the long string of emails starting way back when, because I would have had the same initial reaction you did. Why bother? He's not going to answer. Right. You right. know, like, and I think most of us do that for two reasons, right? One, because we didn't know that. So thank you for dropping that knowledge to my audience right now. And secondly, because it's almost like a fearful thing too. Like, I don't even want to engage this person. Exactly. But you, you know, yeah. To. You have, you have to. to. And that's the thing. If you have kids together, you have to. Right. Because when people don't communicate with their ex, that opens it up for a parental alienation case where the other side can say, see, I've been writing to that person and that person's not responding. And that's then that person has my kids. So they should lose right. custody. So we always want to make it like, you know how to respond. Uh, one of part of with our with our coaching clients, one of the perks they get is what's called free check-ins. So with a lot of those free check-ins is they'll be drafting um, strategic communications and then they'll send it to us. And I say, you're on the permission slip plan where, you know, as a teacher, like you cannot send anything to that person <laughs> unless I check it first and you yeah. need a permission slip granted and I'm not going to do it immediately. So we're going to wait it. and then I'm going to tweak it. And then you can send it because again, like we're not attorneys, but we're, our job is to make sure you have a really tight case. So we right. want to make sure that you do it right. And then I want to just mention something you said about being prepared. So yes, when you have your documentation together, when you're all ready to go, it makes you more confident. And that's one of our number one goals with when we talk about presenting properly in court is we want our clients to be calm. Number one, just like think about any, whenever you're stressed, you don't perform as well as when you're not stressed. When you come in calm and just saying calm down doesn't help anybody. Right. But the way you're calm is that you're confident and the way you're confident is that you're focused and organized. So when you have strategic communication that's been organized into what we call targeted documentation, you're ready to go. You can go in there knowing I have the truth in front of me. I can present it clearly and properly. If I have an attorney, I can give it to my attorney and become what we call the teacher's pet of clients. So it makes my attorney's job easier, saves mm -hmm. me money, and they can present it you know, into a legal case. Or if I have to do it myself, I have my stuff together. I can present it concisely because you know we don't want to waste the judge's valuable time and resources and be respectful and, and really focus on the issue because of these crazy cases, people get distracted by like the abuse and all that. But that often, unless it's a restraining order, that does not... Um, that shouldn't be the focus of like a custody case. I mean, it's straight, like, I don't want to give a blanket thing, but it, it really yeah. depends. It really depends yeah. on how you organize That's it. That's really powerful. So Lisa, I just want to make very clear for all of the people who are listening that this is for both men and women, You what you do, right? Yes, yes. And we know okay. a lot of people only do women. We, I mean, Chris, that my partner in life and with Been There Got Out, he's a male. He's a victim of domestic abuse. We have a number of male clients. Yeah. Um, men tend to be afraid to speak up more. There's a stigma and there's a lot of shame with uh, when they're involved with a woman who's been abusing them, but the numbers are higher than, than we imagine. And so we definitely, we definitely help men and, um, you know, we're glad to, I mean, we, we believe not just in, we, we believe that abuse is not a gender issue, right? It's a human right. issue. And so right. we want to help the victims, whether they're male or female. Yeah. Great. I wanted to make sure I asked that because I know 
uh, men who are going through this right now, right? right? Maybe not the the violence part, but definitely the narcissistic, you know, co-parenting, how difficult that is part, um, you know, being sent to court all the time, you know, the person wanting their money, like all of that kind of stuff. It's like, it's a big, it's a, it's a big deal for both men and women. And I, you're right. If the men that I've spoken to that are, that are going through this are doing it silently, Right. You know, so they're kind of just struggling through it. Right. Um, and so it depends on, you know, uh, all of you who are listening, um, you know, it, just reach out to Lisa and have Lisa like speak with you and see where you're at, uh, whether you're a baby, whether you're in the middle, you know, whether or a grizzled uh, veteran, yeah, a grizzled veteran. Um, but you know what I think, Lisa, what you're offering and what you're doing is such a beautiful and to me anyway, a very unique uh, twist on what people are, you know, going through, right? There are domestic violence coaches. I, I honor them. They're amazing. Um, I've never seen anybody though, take it to the point of, let me, let me help you up with this legality point of it. You know what I'm saying? Let, let's, let's help prepare you as well. Um, and that's just a very powerful tool, Lisa. I'm so I'm not so glad you had to go through everything you went through, but I'm so glad you went through what you went through. Does that make sense? Yes, yes. Because <laughs> yeah. it makes you a badass. And it, makes <laughs> you, you. it makes you really impactful in people's lives. And I'm sure that, you know, those of, who are already working with you are probably like, I am so glad I'm not alone. And I am so glad that I'm not being judged. You know what I'm saying? That this is what I'm going through. And I don't, I don't have to feel like an idiot or feel like, I don't know what I'm doing here because you do tend to feel that way. Especially when people come to you with all this legal mumble jumble, you feel, if you're not a lawyer, you feel like, what are they saying? I feel like an idiot right now. Uh, right? Of course. You know, and one thing you mentioned, like with our clients, uh, first of all, it is like super rewarding. And it's what I had missed from, from teaching high school in the past. Yeah. But we see, because we do only Zoom meetings, so we see people close up, we often see at the beginning when someone's still a puddle, is they, they're holding their breath because they're so terrified. I mean, you can yeah. see them holding their breath and we'll often say, okay, take a breath, like keep, and you know, during the calls often they'll, they'll cry. And we, we say at the beginning of all of our um, legal abuse support group meetings, there's no need to apologize for crying, cursing, kids, cigarettes and barking animals. So, because that's always something. I love so, it. Yeah. But, but with the breathing, like I'm thinking of one of our clients in particular um, who just kept holding her breath and she was so worried. And one of the things um, her ex was doing was using some of her childhood trauma that had happened in her family to say that she was an unfit parent and trying wow. to take the kids away. And it was, it was awful. But over time that we've been working with her, she started really doing well. She got some great resources. She chose a, an excellent custody evaluator. We worked on this like amazing parenting statement with her. And the person said that it was the best one that she had ever seen in her entire oh, career. Wow. And our client just got like great news a couple of weeks ago, which I had posted on our thing that she got sole legal custody. I mean, this is, this is a woman who for years was supposed to go back annually to redo their agreement. And of wow. course her ex was getting away with all kinds of crap and wasting money and wasting time. So now she has sole custody. And she said when they went to their meeting with the parenting coordinator, she still was acting like, you know, we got to figure out whatever. And the parenting coordinator said, no, you're in charge now. Like you get to make the decision. She said it was just like, she didn't even know how to feel. Right. Because you might think about a victim, like Beautiful. how you're, you've had, 
no power for so long and now to be handed all the decision-making for your two children. You've been terrified about what can happen. Like, it's like, she's a queen. Right. Yeah. Oh, it's so good. What a good story. I know. We're so and proud. And she, like, she looks different. Like she's so much calmer. And, and another thing is because our clients tend to do really well in family court. And if they don't do well, we say, this is just a step along the way. Like not every yeah. step is a triumph, but like you got to keep going back. But when they do well, they come back to the group and they will talk about what they did and how they did it. So other people are like taking all these notes and it also oh shows God. the successes because a lot of times on social media, you don't hear about the successes. You hear right. about the nightmares and that's what makes people terrified. That's why people yeah. are afraid to yeah. leave because they're so yeah. terrified. I mean, besides yeah. other reasons too. But I think yeah. to sort of alleviate the terror and to share the success stories from our own clients who, you know, we've, we've seen them change along the way. It's, it's really wonderful. And I think that we need more of that. Yeah. A hundred percent. I think we need more of you. We need a, a lot of Lisa's running around. Is what we <laughs> <Thank need. you. laughs> so Lisa, I mean, I know that um, I, I have a really great audience. I mean, they, they have been like really um, supporting and involved and DMing and all, because I've done a lot of this work too behind the scenes before I ever went on social media. So I've only been on social media for a little bit. Um, and, but it's starting to, um, you know, impact people in a bigger way. And I love that. I love the whole thing. Um, but before I let you go though, so I know these people are probably like at the edge of their seat, like how in the world do I work with this woman? So, and, and Chris, sorry, Chris, I didn't mean to leave you out. You too. Um, so uh, let us know, um, you know, how they can reach you because what you're doing is powerful. And I think that um, uh, especially women who are, or men or men, let me, let me uh, preface that men and women who are going through abuse. I don't want them to feel alone. And that's like the, the biggest thing for me. Uh, because I went through that and I felt so damn alone, you know, and when you feel alone, you can't even see past your own things. You know what I'm saying? Like you can't see past um, what's coming. So Lisa, how do they work with you? How do they contact you? You know, how does that work? Okay. So really easy. So we're been there, got out. And if they just go to our website, been there, got out.com on the homepage are two buttons. The top one is a red button. And that's to schedule what we call a free discovery call. So then they get half an hour, they don't pay anything with both Chris and I, and we figure out like what we can do moving forward to, um, to help them. And so, and we always, we, we make them do, we don't ever post our rates anywhere. No one can just hire us. We screen all of our clients because mm -hmm. as we know, you know, being domestic violence advocate, we know that most toxic people pose as victims. So mm -hmm. we want to make sure we're working with the real victims and not the Good. posers. Um, so they do that. And that, that way we get a sense. I mean, some people aren't ready. Like some people are still trying to figure out what to do. And we'll say like, when you're ready, then hire us because we, you know, we are expensive. So we're like, just, just wait, you don't need us. And I have a lot of free resources too. A lot of times just local domestic violence center has loads of free resources. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, um, they can schedule a free call that way. And then the bottom button, the blue button, is an in, a link to an information page for the Legal Abuse Support Group. So that, like I said, meets every Sunday, Eastern time, 12 to 1.30. And then we let it go over time and the clients can like make friends with each other for 15 minutes after mm -hmm. the call. But um, 
But that way there's an information page that talks about what legal abuse is. Like, is your ex doing these behaviors? Well, then that's legal abuse. And if you need Mm. help, so people can drop in. So they don't need to be our client to come in, but our clients do get that as one of their perks where they get to come for free. So they have regular weekly support without having to pay extra. They have those like free check-ins where they don't have to pay extra. So, um, but just, they can, again, beentheregotout.com. Um, they could write to me or Chris, just Lisa at beentheregotout.com or Chris at beentheregotout.com. Instagram so far, Knockwood, is our home base. And so that's where most of our content generates from. And then it also goes, um, little snips go to TikTok and Chris is a tech person. So like LinkedIn and some Facebook and wherever <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, omnipresent. That's, that's what that is. Awesome. <laughs> so this was a fantastic conversation. Honestly, I learned so much here and uh, I just know that this is impacting people's lives. I mean, I, like I said, I, I found you through Chris, our friend, Chris. Yes, Chris uh, Jackson. I, yeah, Chris Jackson I just love him. Uh, yeah. But when I got on your page, I immediately was hooked. I'm like, oh my goodness. There's so much great conversations on there. Tips being dropped, experts on there, like really good stuff, Lisa. So thank, thank you so you. much. And your podcast is called the same, Been There, Got Out? Yeah. So we just started yeah. turning everything into podcasts and building up the YouTube channel, but we have like two years worth of interviews twice a week that I'm uh, like I said, I'm not the tech person. Chris is the, <laughs> the male half of been there, got out and the tech person. So he takes care of that. Take it, Chris. <laughs> take it, Chris. Oh, Lisa, thank you so much for being here on Straight Talk. I truly appreciate you. Oh, it's, t- it's my it. pleasure. It's fantastic. Guys, I told you that she was going to drop some stuff. I told you. So pick it up. All right. And get, make sure that you go on Been There, Got Out. I have been following her since I met her. I've just been going on the um, on the Instagram, especially because I'm always on Instagram and checking it out. And there's just so much great information. Now, you already heard everything that she said and everything she can, you know, at least go on that discovery call. So see which where they can help you. All right. So make sure you do that. Been There, Got Out.com. I'm going to make sure to link all of Lisa's information below and Chris and Chris can't leave Chris out <laughs> and Chris's information below so that you guys make sure that you get in contact with them because you are not alone. You really are not alone. And there are people like Lisa who are, who want to see you win. Okay. So make sure you get on there and make sure that you take care of yourself because this is super important for you, the kids and the generations. to. Hey guys, thank you so much for listening. You are the best. Okay. I have the best podcasting community ever. I really do. And I appreciate you guys being on here. Make sure you go on to winject.com slash register W I N jectcom slash register and register for my free community because I want to be really um, connected with you and I want us to brainstorm and be with each other and connect in a deeper way. If you are looking for coaching, please make sure that you also email me at hello at straighttalknosugaredit.com. I work with women and I help them develop that business that they are envisioning in their hearts so that they can win. Thank you guys so much for being here. Love you, love you, love you. This is Dina Perez, Straight Talk, No Sugar Added. Until next time. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership. We're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose.
Parker, engineering your success. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. 